going to take it. Got it! Boston wins! Two legends in basketball analysis with over 70 years combined experience. This is the Bob Ryan and Jeff Goodman podcast. NBA, some college, a little bit of everything. You know, what can I say? But it wasn't going to happen here with him. I was okay with it because it wasn't about talent, I didn't think. All right, let's get right to it. All right, welcome into another episode of the Ryan and Goodman podcast. He's Bob Ryan. I'm Jeff Goodman. And we are talking injuries, 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 unfortunately, Bob. And, and, uh, you know, I, I think for a while there, it was okay. You know, like it wasn't great, but we saw some guys go down and, you know, it was frustrating. But now it's gotten to a point where it is a war of attrition. And it's whoever's left standing at the end is going to be, I think, the team that was the healthiest in the well, postseason. You made a point several times that Milwaukee had been the LCS, but no longer. Now they're falling back in the same category with everyone else, assuming that there's some seriousness to Giannis's injury. Um, yeah, well, we started off with losing the two favorites because of injury. Let's be honest. Everybody else, you know that when, whoever wins in the end, whoever survives, well, this is a Valvano thing, survive in advance, right? Uh, whoever wins, you know that there will be no diplomatic recognition extended from either Brooklyn, New York, or, or, or uh, Inglewood, California right. fans. Those fans of those two teams, they're not going to, rec- they're going to say, wait a minute. Right. You know, and, and there's going to be some, you, you won't be able to shoot them, talk them down because they got some, something to go for. It's a shame. It's a taint over it. Uh, you know, I mean, it, it just is. But it, what it, does, it leads to some interesting games that go, whoa, you know. But uh, as a result, but that's not the kind of games that we want. And obviously, we want you want in a better case world. We want all the all the right players playing. Like I was okay again when you have these young stars and 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 whatnot, right? Like again, Giannis and Trey Young. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I I can do it without LeBron and Kyrie. I'm okay without LeBron and Kyrie. But then when you add Giannis and Trey Young, not playing or not playing up to a hundred percent. Kawhi. Yeah, and Kawhi is not out there, and Chris yeah. Paul missed the first couple of games of, of their series. It just feels tainted. And and I don't know, do you think in, in 10, 20, 30 years, we're going to look back on it and say that about the, the champion? I think people are going to look back, although, you know, then there'll be a rationale that injuries, there's always, almost invariably, there's somebody, there's some team that, you know, I can, I mean, I, 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 I go back to 1958, the Celtics win 12 out of 13 if Russell doesn't get hurt, yeah. period. I'm not going to listen to anybody in St. Louis telling me otherwise. So that's 63 years ago we could have made this argument. And and then I, now I'll fast forward it 10 years, okay? In 1968, if Billy Cunningham doesn't get hurt and miss games when the, Philly, the Sixers are up 3-1 to one against the Celtics, they're not coming back against the 76ers that year right. to win, an, they win that one. All right, so now we're up to 53 years. So this has been going on for a long time. Yeah, but I don't it. think yeah. we've ever had the scope that we have in 2021, the number of teams that are affected that might've had a shot. I don't think we've ever had the, the complete, the, you know, the, the, the totality of injury of, of affecting everything as we do this year. And it was all really for money. I mean, let's face it. It was all for money for the most part. Otherwise they, they could have played an abbreviated schedule. And, yeah. um, you know, th- this is, but this if we is attributed all of that, I don't know. I mean, Trey Young's was, he came down on the referee's foot. Uh, Giannis, I don't know, you know, if we can say we can trace it to, you know, body fatigue. Games, right, right. Who knows? 
Yeah, no, so, you're right. I mean, you're right. There, there just seem to be so many of these. Yeah. I mean, year. Kawhi, I don't know. Is Kawhi is traceable to that or not? I don't know. So, you know, it's, it's just know that we have it. it. And answer your question, I think historians will kind of put a little circle around this one. And, 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 and yeah, but hey, look, there's always going to be historical lookbacks. I hate to tell you, Houston, but people think you were the luckiest people on the face of the earth that Michael Jordan stepped away or else they would have won eight in a row. Yep. And I, I, and I'm one of those people and they, they deserve to win based on what was left. <laughs> they earned it, but you know, you're damn lucky that Michael decided to play baseball. <laughs> All right. So now we have Trey young, his status in jeopardy with the bone bruise. We have Giannis's status in jeopardy with the hyperextended knee. Uh, we don't know if it's more than that, less than that. We're, we're not sure at this point what either will be able to bring uh, when the series resumes. Right now it's 2-2. Is it just a question of who's healthier and who can get in the – I mean, obviously, uh, Trey Young, Trey Young, they showed their supporting cast is pretty good. Like, And I said this early in the playoffs and people mocked me, but I really like Atlanta's supporting cast. I, you know, I'm not sure they have stars – but they got a bunch of really good basketball players, Bob, who can they, – they fit well together, and a lot of them can make shots. Well, yeah, I mean, and, and because they have the – like, for example, they got two shot makers that have not been consistent, but you never know on a given night. Kevin Herter went from a 0-0-0 to 27 points in the most important game of the season at that point, right? Yeah. Bogdanovich is – you know, some nights he's, he's there with shooting well, some nights he's not. You know, when is when when he's on and if the two of them are on the same night, you know, uh, that that's a fact. Hey, I'm glad you brought up them. But be, uh, that team, because uh, welcome back, Cam Reddish. Uh, now, that was in place this February of any consequence. And, and that was very important and very well needed and much needed. Now, you know, people I know I was guilty of this, too. I, when, in terms of their injury situation, I always cited DeAndre Hunter. Yeah. And forgot to mention or, or neglected to mention Reddish. And now we see that Reddish, ooh, now he may become prominent. Or the next game, he may go, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> you don't know. Talented kid, though. I mean, he, when he came in to Duke, the, the pecking order of talent-wise, you thought at that point was R.J. Barrett one, Cam Reddish two, Zion mm-hmm. Williamson three. And Cam Reddish got completely kind of lost because Zion was so good and they put the ball in R.J. Barrett's hands and Cam Reddish was an afterthought ended up going kind of late in the lottery, but uh, they've done a great job drafting. Travis Schwenk's done a great job drafting. Um, and, and I think you're right. They've got a bunch of guys who can make shots. And then you throw Clint Capella and John Collins in there. Yeah. And how about John Collins coming off the bench? Like their John second Collins. unit, their second unit is really good. John Collins has been a factor throughout the playoffs and, and, and gets better and better. And, you know, I'm a, you know, I've been a pretty good member of the Capella fan club going back to Houston. So, um, you know, I, I was there. now I'm not, I don't, I don't know that, that it's crazy. It's, I, I didn't anticipate uh, the, the, the blowouts, the two that we've seen into the nature of them. You never anticipate a blowout. You know, you, you anticipate some kind of equity and parity. You don't anticipate a blowout. So it's just, he didn't anticipate a blowout last night. So here we are. I mean, I don't, I don't know, but, but um, if you would say, all right, if there's no young and there's no Giannis, who's got the advantage. Well, I don't know. Uh, I know one thing. Uh, let's talk about Chris Middleton. We were all canonizing him after the game before. Yeah. <laughs> and that didn't, you know, 
suddenly the carriage turned back into a pumpkin last night for him. Yeah, and I, I like Middleton, and most nights I think he shows up. I do. Yeah. But I think when you take Giannis off the floor, yeah. and I know Middleton wasn't great in the first half before Giannis got hurt, but <clears throat> when you take him off the floor and ask Chris Middleton to be a number one without a number – or 1A without 1B, because Giannis is one until the final two minutes, right? Yeah. And then he becomes 1B. Yeah. And Middleton's got to be 1A because you got to put the ball in his hands because he can make free throws and make shots and whatnot. You know, I, I just – you wonder how much it affects uh, – the psyche of a team like Milwaukee when they hear Trey Young is not playing. I, I don't think it does because it's such a big game. I think Atlanta just give them credit. They played better. Well, we got to give credit to an old veteran too. Lou. Yeah, Lou. Sweet I mean, Lou. They needed, they needed, he gave them what they needed. Yeah. Period. That's what he did. And, 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 and he hasn't been dynamic for them. He hasn't been the Lou Williams who won three uh, six-man awards. And you're saying, okay, age, you know, he's finally showing some age. Boy, when they needed it, they got it. I'll give him credit. Yeah, like Lou Williams to me is like the, the better – I don't know if he's a better version of Joe Dumars, but like role-wise, right? Like Dumars used to just come off and, 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 and make shots, and that's kind of what well, – Vinny's the one who was coming off. Joe was Joe was starting. He's more starting, like a, right, the right. analogy is Vinny in yeah. that sense. That's what I meant. I meant Vinny. Well, yeah, I, I I'm sure I you did. Joe was, I meant Vinny. I meant Vinny. Oh, it was Vinny. And because Vinny added a, an extra layer of, of theatrics to his game was, you know, yeah. it, it, it was just something. It, but it, it, not like no one else's. But anyway, so there's your analogy. Yeah. But Lou, uh, you know, had, he's down to 10 points a game, which is, you know, okay. But, you know, we're talking about a guy who it was out, could get you – He's he's capable to off the bench. Yeah, he's still like, capable, especially when you take Trey Young off the court, right? So we'll then you, you're going to need somebody to score. And then we'll see if the 36 year old legs, though, you know, come back the day after the game. I don't know. We'll see. Well, it'll be interesting to see how how Trey Young. I would assume he plays. I don't know. I mean, again, you know, know, you never know. But like, I just had a bone bruise. I'm telling you, Bob, playing old man, you know, <laughs> slow pitch softball. I dove. I had a bone bruise that no no lie. Went up and down my entire leg. It just finished. It's been two weeks, a little over two weeks. Finally, the black and blue's gone. It went literally up and down the entire leg. Well, it started high and, and worked its way down. Finally, uh, went through my foot. Mm-hmm. So, like, a bone bruise is, is no laughing matter, depending on how serious it is. And we'll see if Trey Young can come back and be effective, how much it, you know, how much it kind of hinders him because the one, the one thing with Trey is the beauty of Trey Young is his ability to kind of be shifty and get oh, yeah. into the lane and avoid contact and use angles and whatnot. Oh, positively. Um, oh no, it's a shake and bake that, you know, is, is much of an important part of his game. So, oh, absolutely. It's funny about bone bruise and get emanating from where it did because what we expect when, with an injury such as he's sustained, it's, just, it's an ankle. It's an ankle sprain. You come down somebody's foot, as a nine times out of ten, right? That's what we think. You, just, you turn your ankle. Yeah. Turn turn your ankle, right? So this is an odd one. You know, why did, in this particular case he winds up with a bone bruise as opposed to an ankle turn? Anyway, he's got it. He didn't play. They won anyway. Uh, it, it's, 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 it's craziness. Uh, you know, it's craziness on both sides because if so you think you know what's going to happen, this episode of the Ryan and Goodman podcast is brought to you by LinkedIn. Today, many small business owners are busier than ever. 
Because they are focused on managing and growing their business, they can't always spend the time that they wish on recruiting. And that's why LinkedIn Jobs has made things easier than ever for you to find and hire the best candidates for free. Get started by posting your job for free on LinkedIn's network of 740 million professionals. Fill out targeted screen questions to get your role in front of the most qualified candidates with experience, skills, and motivation that you need. Then use simple tools to filter and prioritize the top candidates that you wish to interview, and it is that easy. LinkedIn Jobs will help you hire the right person for your role, and your first job post is absolutely free. LinkedIn.com slash scribe. Again, that is LinkedIn.com slash scribe to post your first job for free. We're recording this on uh, on Wednesday, yeah. uh, early okay. afternoon. Right, so we don't. Uh, so obviously we've got Suns Clippers uh, tonight. Suns with a chance to close it out. Well, Clippers, listen, give them credit. I give them a ton of credit. Paul George, what he's been able to do. Reggie Jackson, um, they, they've they've done a heck of a job getting it to six. Is there any chance? Is there any chance they they, they win this, this game series in LA? It's officially crazy. Um, so I'm 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 not I'm making no predictions. I'm seriously, you, you, they're at home. Yeah, fine, but I, I'm I don't know. I, I, you mentioned Reggie Jackson has been one of the the recurrent stories of the entire posting. Now I, I took a second look and a third look and a fourth look at his resume, and it's not like he was nobody. It's not like he never had you know high double digit seasons. He hasn't had a a nice career, but you never thought of him as anything special. You know and. I mean, he has been a big time player in these playoffs, with which they totally need. We, with given the Kawhi situation, he, he's been there every night for them lately. And and uh, it's it's, uh, it's it's you know, I don't think it paid. I don't think the league paid great attention when he wound up moving to the to the Clippers. No, no, no and I think it shows you too how much it's about opportunity, right? That there's a lot of guys in the league yeah. that have given the opportunity and given the reps and you know, running plays for them. What, what, what does it do for their kind of profile, right? Yeah. What does it do for their ability to, to make shots? And, and that's like Reggie Jackson's a perfect example. He had been like a high volume guy on crappy teams yeah, for the most right, part. Right. This is the first yeah. time we've seen him do it on a big stage. I mean, who watches Pistons games outside of Nobody. the street? Let's be honest, you know, and no offense, but they're, they've, they're one of the most anonymous teams in the league and, and, yep. and have been, you know, it's a long, it's 15, 17 years since they won. That, yeah. that they sneaked that championship in there, you know? So you like Suns. Are, are, are you now? Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I still like Suns, but nothing's going to shock me. You I like mean, Suns to win it all now? Because now they become the team. I have Milwaukee as the team that was kind of the healthiest. Yeah. Now it's that team in Phoenix. Well, you know, it, we can, yeah, I know it is. And, and, and the whole Chris Paul factor is interesting. Uh, you know, the development of Aiton is interesting. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I, I'm, I'll, I'll let people who put the, want to put their money that this is why I don't bet. Many reasons I don't. I'm sorry. Especially just, this year. Oh, I mean, no. This, this year is insane. This year is absolutely insane. We had a series in which we had no, no you know, seven, six straight road games. And I mean, that, that tells you probably all you need to know the nature of it all. So I just, I'm just in a, Senate, you know, I don't have a strong emotional attachment. If you're going to rank my emotional attachment possibilities, it is Phoenix one yeah. in this of, of who's left. It is Phoenix one. And uh, think about it. All, all three of the other teams are dealing with, with either their star player out or maybe out, right? Kawhi's gone. 
Uh, Trey Young certainly not going to be healthy. Healthy. Giannis, back. Giannis is not going to be healthy if he comes back at all. So the Suns are the only team left with their best player, and you can honestly say they have their three best players, except that you know Booker's trying to deal with the whole face yeah, mask. The, yeah, and yep. and and Chris Paul. Okay, you know whatever was going on that cost yep. them the two games that they never really gave us the fools, Monty on that one. Right. Uh, exactly, you know. But right, they probably are. Okay, I don't know if I mentioned this last time, but. The idea of who's left and the new fresh face factor is is so enormous. The the combined championship totals of the four teams who are left in this franchise in the city where they now play. Yeah. The Milwaukee Bucks fifty years ago. It's amazing. The, the Hawks won in St. Louis yep. in nineteen fifty-eight, sixty-three years ago. The Clippers, who came into being as the Buffalo Braves in 1970, and are now in their third city, uh, have never won. Yeah. And uh, of course, yeah, that's uh, uh, yeah, and and Phoenix has never won. Yeah. Phoenix came into being. They and Milwaukee, they were expansion teams the same year, in 68-69, and uh, and 69, yeah, 68-69, and of course, um, Milwaukee won the coin flip, the key coin flip of the of the, the second half of the 20th century, right? Yeah, yeah. They got Lou Alcindor who, and, and, and the, uh, the, the uh, sons got Neil Walk and no offense. He once had a 20 and 12 who? year, by the way. Who, Bob? He once had a 20 and 12 year Neil Walk. Neil Walk? Yeah. He was a decent player, but. I've never even uh, heard of him, Bob. Are you serious? Oh, I've okay. never heard of Neil Walk. Seven foot center out of, out of uh, Florida. Really? And, and uh, you know, okay, I'll give him. I'm trying to think of who he would be. Uh, he's not quite Robin. He, well, his best, he's Robin Lopez uh, uh, at his at his best. Uh, you know, I mean, at his best, Neil Walk, his best. Uh, my favorite, uh, my favorite seven foot Florida Gator product was Dwayne Chances. Oh yeah, yeah, Dwayne Chances. I remember him very well. Right, remember yeah. Dwayne Chances? Anyway, uh, that was a coin. That was a faithful coin flip. Yeah, the, I guess so. But then again, the Bucks only got one out of it. Right, that's one. true. Yep. And we got one out of it. You know, Wilt was still hanging around and and and, and they beat him the second right in the next year. Wilt outplayed Lou Alcindor. No, he was now by that time he'd become, I think he made the name change officially after he won that championship. I think yeah. it was an immediate aftermath. I'm pretty sure. So he was next year, he was by this time he was Kareem. But Wilt outplayed him. Aging Wilt actually outplayed him in, in 72. Anyway. How much did you was, deal with Kareem over the years, Bob? You know, that was enough that. I was able to get him on, a, on his farewell tour in 89. Uh, I went out and stalked him, basically. Uh, they were coming east for his last game in Boston. I went out and they sent me out to come east for their, on their trip. It started out in a road game at the, at the arena, sports arena against the Clippers. And we, came, we went to Milwaukee, went to Cleveland, we went to New Jersey. And, and somewhere along the way, he gave me a sit-down interview and a plane, you know, one-on-one. We got it done. Uh, talk music, of course, he, he did the jazz music thing and uh, and everything. But, uh, you know, I knew him. And, uh, you know, he was always engaged. I mean, you know that. He blows yeah. me away. He blows me away how intelligent he is. Like, he is just, oh, he's a everything he man. says or writes, I want to read or or hear. Everything. He is an a, a extraordinary human being. And the life he has led, you know, the life he has led growing up in New York, the, the big, tall... Uh, Negro, raised Roman Catholic, uh, you know, controversially uh, adopts Islam. Uh, the whole career perambulation, the uh, the hook shot, the 
you know, the Indian reservations, the, the yeah. books, the history books. I mean, wow, there's nobody, there's nobody like him. He is a, he is a sui generis American great. No doubt. No doubt. All right. Let's, um, let's run through some of these uh, coaching changes. Here. Oh, yes. Because we've had a lot of activity, which we knew we would between last week. Oh, we had and to. Week. Six, and, so least, yeah. Yeah. I mean, some, some big names and one very anonymous guy. Um, who do you want to start with, Bob? Well, we're going to start at home here uh, with uh, Emi Adoka. Uh, I say this, and I, I, I say often, be very judicious with your use of the words always and never. Now, I am about to tread in those waters. See what you think. I have never in any sport, all four major sports, and any time seen anything like this, which is the amount of praise being heaped on a rookie coach from sources, universal sources throughout the league yeah. on Amy Adoka, who would, you know, was certainly on, on a Q rating an American, you know, would have, would have you know, been minus for yeah. people. He's entering in Boston with this showered with praise. I, I hope the expectations aren't going to be too much for people. And locally, you know why, you know why this is, is no. because he's, he's anonymous. He's anonymous, so instead of anything in his background, like Rick Carlisle, right? If you hire Rick Carlisle, it's going to be a lot of good, great coach, but, but you know, can't deal with Luca, whatever it is. With Ime Adoka, it's a, it's a blank slate. And yeah. the only people that we're talking to as media people are people that like Ime Adoka. Like nobody who, nobody's calling up, talking to whether it's, you know, Adam Himmelsbeck of the Boston Globe or me or somebody, Jay King of the Athletic, whoever it is, we're not seeking out the naysayers. And the naysayers aren't going to say anything about a rookie head coach. They're not. Now, again, I've heard the same things. The people I've talked to have, have, have spoken glowingly, whether it's, you know, the, 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 the first one I talked to was uh, Rudy Gay, who I, and I've known Rudy since he was a kid. So I called Rudy right when it happened, and Rudy was like, "Yeah, I love him. Great with great with uh, players. We'll get up in him, but he's got an even keel personality, but an edge to him." And then I talked to Dan Dickow, who grew up with him a little bit in Portland, and and he said some of the same things. And then I talked yesterday to Damon Stoudemire, who's in the mix for the Celtics' assistant job. So we find right out now this. he grew up again in Portland with with Ime. Said. He's kind of not my younger brother. He's a little bit younger than Damon. He said he's, he's kind of like my brother. And, and I think, I hope Damon comes to Boston because I actually think he'd be great for Tatum, Jalen Brown, and specifically whoever is running that point guard spot. Yeah. Especially if it's Marcus Smart. I think Damon could really help a Marcus Smart. And, and, and that's the guy. Listen, if he's the, the, the starting point guard, He's got to he's got to make strides in terms of shooting the basketball, decision making, all of that. But getting back to Adoka, the, the the key is everybody says he's a guy that can connect with the players. He's a guy that will put a foot up in there, you know what's when needed, but is also somebody that can have some fun with them and and kind of a new age head coach. And just because he doesn't have a name, like I'm with you. When everybody asks me right now, all my buddies ask me, they're like, what do you think? How good is he? And I'm like, we don't know. We're not going to know. Like, we knew with Brad Stevens how good he was in college. Right. We had we some great coach. We don't know how good Ime Doka is yet. 
that, that you know, we're going to, in a couple of years, we're going to know, we're, but we don't know yet. And a big part of it is going to be what Brad Stevens gives them at the point guard spot and, and shooters, and also how Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum play off one another. Yep. Right? Like, those are going to be the two most important things for this team. Well, it's interesting. As soon as the coaching derby began, his name shot to the top of the list, uh, along with a coach we're going to discuss who did get a job in Portland. And his name was at the top of the list of, of, of assistants uh, right away. And, and you know, I had a good brush up. Oh, I vague his, his itinerant career in the NBA, you know, vaguely. And uh, didn't know about all the perambulations. Um, you know, I mean, it wasn't on my radar screen three months ago, I'll put it that way. Okay. Uh, at all. I mean, uh, I, I knew it was a, where do you think, who, where's Amy Adoka assistant? I wouldn't have any idea. Anyway, no I'll idea. Say he's coming in with this, my God, this praise of, all over the league. And I, I just hope the fans are not, are not really paying attention. I kind of expect the guy to walk in by walking, you know, a hundred yards on top of the Charles river before he gets to the Boston garden. You know, I mean, I, I, that's all I'm saying. I just, wow. But he's handled himself so well so far. Well, well, so and you mentioned the one, the, the number one technical issue. Who's they're gonna? Need, they need a point guard. I, I hope they're not counting on Marcus Smart being the starting point guard. That's not. Well, I, I think that's. I mean, what other option do they have right now? Gotta, gotta go find one, right? Brad's gotta go find one. I don't know. I, I, I mean, Pritchard is going to be in this league for ten years, twelve years. You know, like our probably along the lines of our recent podcast guest T.J. McConnell. He's going to be a sought-after, valuable auxiliary player. I don't know that he'll ever be a star or anything, but but so he's not the answer. But you want him on your team. But um, I don't know I, if it's Marcus Smart. Boy, we that's going to be a. <clears throat> I'm I'm just never you know. I don't crazy. think it's going to be enough. Again, unless again, if you have Smart and you add another big-time shooter, like what if I told you you could have uh, Duncan Robinson. With Tatum, with Jalen Brown, with Robert Williams, but your but your point guard is Marcus Smart. All right, all right. As long as you, of course, one of the issues with Marcus Smart is shot selection, and 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 the previous coach either didn't try or was unable right. to instill the proper calibration yeah. of you know, uh, in that regard, and and that is a, a challenge for Mr. Idoka because uh, I love you know you know I'm a press I'm in I'm highly ranked member of the fan club, but I have to be realistic. You know, at times, you know, you want to go, Marcus! You know, that's a lot of it. times, Bob. A lot of times. Yeah. Now, again, if he's making them, all right, keep all launching right. them. But there are a lot of times when he's not making them and he keeps shooting. All right. All right. We, 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 all right. The next one up. I right, we'll go with your up. guy. Can we go with your guy? Rick Carlisle? Yes. Yes. Uh, it didn't take long from the resurface. So, so what do we quick. make of the departure, by the way? What do you make? Let's start with that. What do you make of the departure based on the fact that he immediately resurfaced Elsewhere. Well, I think it was probably a mutual parting of ways. One of those. Yeah. Yes. Right. I think it was, I think it was, you know, him and Mark Cuban sitting down and they like each other and just like, Hey, you know what? I think the time has come. It's run its course. And yeah, I think Rick Carlisle, it's frustrating. I've, I'd heard it's, it's been frustrating for him with Luca because as great as Luca is, Luca is also the type of guy that, you know, is he is he gonna is he gonna follow to the T what Rick Car- Carlisle spells out for him to do on the court? No, I mean Luke is gonna just do his own thing, and that's the way it is with a lot of young players right now, right? I mean, like Billy Donovan 
when he coached Russell Westbrook, it was like, yeah, you try to run a play, but Russell Westbrook would look over at him and be like, I'm doing what the hell I want to do. <laughs> yeah, right. You know? Yeah, so, right. yeah, I think Carlisle, it's hard because I think we talked to him and he said he, he's he's changed over the years. But, oh, nice nice but you're not going to – you're going to soften a little bit, but you're not going to completely sell out to your values and what you believe, right? Well, he made a, he's made a reasonable adjustment and, and, and rational adjustment, but right. But still, he's essentially who he is. He's essentially a – disciplinarian it's essentially you know remember he was Larry Bird's defensive coordinator more or less you know right when he started as an assistant coach and and uh, you know he, he's got his, his, his philosophy his principles but you know he's got a he's got a championship in his resume and he and he's had a, a had a, a overall over, overall a, a successful tenure in, yep. in, in Dallas and maybe we reached the, the, the Luca thing is a specific thing I was going to say so over and above the you know that the, the uh, Time frame lapse, you got to move on. You know, the voice has got to be heard by somebody else, kind of thing. So he goes to Indiana, which I think we both agree, healthy has some intriguing players. It has a lot of players. them. Yeah. And I, I was kidding, Rick. I, I really got a whole, I, I really texted him and said, You've got two of my favorite players, you know, Sabonis and Brogdon. Yep. And, you know, Turner can. Type of players. They're oh, fundamentally sound. The bonus is like central casting sent him over Rick right. for Rick. Right. No question. And you Brogdon's- can yell at him. You can scream at him. Same thing with Brogdon. You know, same thing with Karis LeBert. Same thing with Miles Turner. You know, same thing with, with McDermott and TJ McConnell if they come back. Like, he's got a team that fits him better. Now, they don't have that superstar. No. But they've got a lot of really good players. And if they're healthy, I think Indiana can crack the top four in the East. Yeah, I think I think they're, they're going to be right in there. Uh, no question. And and uh, so, you know, I'm, I'm happy that Rick um, that got a, to me a good job. You know, What's that, your grade? Give me, give me, I, I want the Bob Ryan grading system here. Uh, Adoka incomplete. Well, yeah. I mean, what, how do we right. know? I mean, it's, it's, it's a, you know, but Rick, I think uh, Indiana again, him is a B plus, A minus. Yeah, I'll go B plus. I go yeah, B plus. B plus. Sure. The Ryan and Goodman podcast brought to you by betonline.ag. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and, and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Don't sit in the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code CLNS50 to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Okay. All right, then the most polarizing right now is up in Portland. And it's it's the guy who played 51 games for the Boston Celtics. And that is uh, before being jettisoned by Rick Pitino. That is Chauncey Billups, who has been on the bench for a year with the Clippers. And he was kind of the guy all along that I had heard from, from the day it opened in Portland. He was the favorite. Uh, I don't know if Becky Hammond's got a fair shake at all here. Mm-hmm. I, I feel bad, but I think she's become a token interview. I hope I'm wrong, but I think she's become <laughs> yeah. a token interview for a lot of, of mm-hmm. places. Uh, but what do you make of Chauncey Billups and the press conference and the first question? Uh, two separate. This, told, this is a completely, I won't say extraneous, but uh, alter, um, uh, uh, parallel issue. Yeah. Nothing to do with how, what a coach is going to do. Uh, I'll just say this. 
I have no recollection of any of this when it happens allegedly yeah. happened in Boston. None, zero. So it was suppressed. I had no idea ever about this. And um, sexual so, assault, right? And and, and yeah, that it was no, no charges were filed, but there was a settlement. Yep. Settlements always, you know, leave yeah, you with yeah. certain inferences, you know. Yeah. It's, so, it's, it's, all right. Um, I, but you know, I, 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 this stunned me when it was, came to light because I have any idea. Um, these are times, you know, we're, we live in a, in, in the aftermath or very much in the forefront of the Me Too era. Uh, it, it, it didn't go over real well, uh, uh, in that, in that regard. Uh, and then of course they got Damon Lillard caught in the middle, uh, really in terms of not knowing, you know, and I, I'm sympathetic to Damon Lillard in regards to the fact that I can see him saying, hey, I was seven, eight years old. I wasn't reading the newspapers. Right. And he's like, you and, if you and I didn't know about it, was there any reason for him to I'm know I'm sure he that? didn't know, but we heard it leading up to, to his hiring. Uh, That's where we heard it. There's no way Damian Lillard didn't know right. two or three weeks ago. Yeah, all right. That's what I would say. Uh, is none of us knew probably or remembered from 20 years ago. But, so, but they knew, Portland knew leading up to it, it got out there a little bit. You wonder if it was planted by a, a somebody else who was trying to get the job. I don't know, but they went ahead. They hired Chauncey Billups. And now the big question, go ahead, go ahead. Is there, a is society allow someone to be remorseful and make amends, which- Well, it, if, and it, and whether it's I would have liked to have heard him answer the question, Bob. Yeah, whether it's Chauncey Billups or your next door neighbor or, or, or your brother-in-law. Uh, yeah, uh, they shut down the inquiry, uh, the, the, you know, which- you know, they do that. You just can't well, do that. You know it. what? You got to be a big boy. They did you it. know it's coming. Right. Right. Exactly. You know, it's no, coming. You know, it's going to keep coming. This is not the way you want to, you know, this right. is not. so there's a cloud hanging over this. And now I, his name immediately. Now let's talk about basketball. Yeah. His name immediately went to the surface. Everyone identified that he was a candidate for any, any of the jobs. So his, his stature has clearly, you know, been fixed in the, in the league. Uh, uh, society that that he was a, a comer and a very logical choice to become a head coach on a basketball basis. Uh, so we, you know, on, on a team which, you know, they've not, you know, they've been hanging around but not able to get beyond that first round barrier with with a backcourt that can get you sixty points on any given night, and with a, a, a pretty useful big man when he's healthy, you know. And uh, that's the biggest thing, though, Bob. The biggest thing is whether he can keep Damian Lillard there. Right, because if you lose Lillard, well, who just we 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 upped in 2019, right? But now this is is this going to shake him up? And so there's a they're they got a mess on their hands. You know, they do. Or do I go that far to say mess? They have well, a situation. I don't know if it's a mess. A situation. Because it, yeah, because I feel like all right, you know, like everything else, the Chauncey Billups deal will blow over. Right. That that's maybe not a 24 hour news cycle because they screwed it up. So yeah. it's going to go longer than that. Could have been 24-hour news cycle, and he could have been done with it if he'd answered it the right way. Now, the next step is if he's got the type of relationship where, where Damian Lillard says, yeah, yeah, I'm good. I'm staying here, at least yeah. for this year. Let's see how Chauncey Billups is with the head coach. I think a lot is going to depend on this year. Yeah. Right, right. You know, right. if they do well, and poor Zach Collins broke his foot again, I think. Oh, no. Yeah, I think he had another – re-injured it so he's out again and oh. so yeah i feel bad because they need they need a guy like him like zach collins was coming and, and really coming and now college a lot to re-injure it 
that that'll 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 give them a little bit of a hit. All right, so he's polarizing. What about Jason Kidd in Dallas? Talk about polarizing. I don't know about you, but it, I've never I won't say never, but there are very few people that can when you mention their name, you get completely contrasting opinions on him like Jason Kidd. Some people love him and some people absolutely dislike him. When you talk players even Players who have been coached by him, Bob. Mm-hmm. Players who played with him, I think more guys liked him because Jason Kidd got him the basketball. He was a good leader. Um, but is he the right hire? Has he been humbled? The thing is, if you're Dallas, if you're Mark Cuban, who's smart, yeah, you should be smarter. You don't need this. There's you. you he's not good enough that that you go to the mattress yeah. for him in the circumstance. Let somebody else. Do it. You don't need this. You're inviting. You 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 thought you had that situation in that in your allegations about the office and all of under control. And now you have you've given fuel to the to the another guy with issues. Another guy with off the court. This is tone deafness, really, Mark. Bad hire in that regard. It's not. Excuse me. Inappropriate hire. How's that? An inappropriate hire. Not the right fit. The right franchise in the right time. You couldn't have gone any. You couldn't have gone too much longer. <laughs> Put it that way. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I was surprised in this one, but you know, again, I think so many guys right now want to hire former players with names, and and Orlando was another one that threw out there. People thought Penny Hardaway was was headed to the Magic, his former franchise. But I talked to him yesterday, and he, I don't know if it ever, Bob. I don't think it ever got to a point where he was their guy. I think he was in the mix mm-hmm. for them. And uh, and then the, the crazy part, I think he leveraged it a little bit for being in the mix because he couldn't hire. For, there was a stretch. He's, he's tried to hire Larry Brown as an assistant coach at Memphis for the last month or so. Hasn't been able to. I don't think the president or somebody, the AD president, they didn't want it. Well, now he had some leverage. So the day after he withdraws or is out of the mix for the, the deal, for the job in Orlando, the magic job, uh, Larry Brown is good to go, and he's now an assistant coach with the Memphis Tigers. Oh my God! Yeah. yeah, how about that? He's only had three three programs on probation That's all. in college: Kansas, UCLA, and most recently SMU. He got fired. He did a gig in I think Italy, and I think it lasted like half a season, and then he was fired. He's eighty years old. Hell of a coach. We know that, but like I just feel like wherever Larry goes, trouble follows. Wow. Um, um, Larry, sit back, go to your Barca lounger, you know, get right. the NBA package, you know, open up a nice red bottle of red and what, and come on. <laughs> hey, the best Larry Brown story. So, you know, I think he lives in Philly or he did whatever. So when he was out years ago, he used to go by Villanova's practice all the time, just because he had nothing to do. He yeah. was out of, out of work and he would go by Villanova's practice. And at the end of practice, He'd always want to talk to Jay Wright and tell him what he thought and this and that. And then Jay's like the nicest, as you know, like the nicest guy in the world. We'll talk to anybody. Finally, I think he had had it. And he was like telling his assistant, you got to go get Larry after the practice. You got to go head him off. I can't do this after every practice and spend an hour with Larry Brown talking about practice. Like I got other things to do. Uh, but Larry, listen, Larry loves coaching. He oh, loves no, no. coaching and he's and a good coach. He loves coaching and you know what he doesn't like are games. Right. Larry would be happy if all you did was coach and practice and didn't have to go through the formality and the tedium of actually put, watching a game, playing the game. 
Very I true. Mean, remember how many times I tell you I'm a teacher? You know. Oh yeah. <laughs> but we still got. Oh, I'm. I know something I did not know that he had been. Yeah, uh, yeah, that just happened. Oh, and uh, how about all right? We finish on this. The Utah Jazz kind of reassigned their general manager Dennis Lindsay from from GM to like consultant, and his title wasn't GM. Because the GM is Justin Zanuck, but he's above Zanuck. He was yeah, okay. the one making the personnel decisions. I had heard a year ago that there was some friction between Lindsay and maybe Quinn Snyder, blah, 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 that Lindsay wasn't long for the GM job, for, mm-hmm. for that job. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't know if you remember, a couple of weeks ago, I said, when Danny Ainge yes. stepped down from his post with the Boston Celtics, what did I say, Bob? Yes, that uh, don't look, wouldn't be surprised if he winds up with, a little post out there in, in Salt Lake City. I just, I'm putting, I'm, I'm just reading the tea leaves here, Bob. I'm just reading the tea leaves and saying that it wouldn't shock me if, if one oh, day no, I, 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 we have not heard the last from Danny Ainge, period. Right. Right. Uh, that's that, you know, and he, he can go, listen, he can golf your, you know, a whole lot more in, in Salt Lake yeah. than he can in Boston. And, uh, you know, maybe it's not a, a, I don't know what type of position it'll be, but I, I'd be surprised if he's not involved with the Utah Jazz in some capacity, maybe in the highest capacity of what he was doing here in Boston. Well, I, I well, that wouldn't shock me at all, but, but, you know, given, you know, his background and the whole thing. And of course, but and, and plus the fact that he's not ready to quit. I know that. So how do you like the, uh, the Brad Stevens era so far as the general manager? Are you, are you all in? Are you like, you feel I'm, good I'm, about I'm, it or are you just I'm totally okay. I'm okay with the Kemba trade. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure that I am ready to accept how much Al Horford has left. To, to, uh, but if nothing else will be a, a, supposedly a good influence in the locker room, a good influence with Robert Williams, a good influence with, with, with Tatum and, and Brown. And, and, and I, I don't know where I put Marcus in that. So I'll leave with that over there. But anyway, and, and the uh, coaching hire, uh, it's been met with such universal approval. Who am I? The question, you know, uh, I'll say, okay, if you say so. So I'm okay with it so far. He dived into it. Uh, his work habits, habits obviously are very good. Um, I, I'm, I'm feeling okay. Yes. Good. Are you feeling as okay about the, the spat between Kevin Durant and your former colleague, Jackie McMullen? Did you see that? Yeah, I'm, I'm picking up on that uh, because my Twitter has been awry, but uh, uh, you know, you know, I'm going to defend Jackie to the death. Uh, I feel like, you know, she's like my sister yeah. and uh, um, I'm not the hugest Kevin Durant fan when he doesn't have a basketball in his hands. Yeah. I don't think he's a bad person, you know, but I, I, I'm not, you know, I'm not a big fan of, of the ways he's, he's, spent, he's spending too much time around Kyrie. I think I'm not. So uh, I'm, I'm back and I'm, I'm lining up. with Jackie. Well, I mean, just why do you even have to come out? It's not like Jackie said something so controversial. All she said was, you know, I was talking to Kevin Durant and, and, and I got the sense that he wanted, he wants to win three titles and leave a legacy in Brooklyn. Didn't, isn't well, that basically that. what he said? What she said? Well, that. I know. And Big deal. He's accusing her of putting words in his mouth and saying yeah. she thinks we're friends and we're not. That was unnecessary. You know, I, I just, I'm not a big fan of his. So, so you come into definitely the wrong place if you look for somebody who's going to, you know, line up against Jackie. It won't be me. And then KD going against Scottie Pippen too. I mean, oh, well, it was a busy that, week for KD, right? Yeah. Pippen, Pippen, did you see the clip? He was on Dan Patrick's show, and it was like a four-minute clip. And honestly, everything else he said was kind of noise to me. But the one thing I, I said 
was playing with Michael Jordan really rubbed off on Scottie Pippen because in that four minute clip, he he dropped Scottie Pippen in the third person five times. Now I remember thinking when I was listening to Michael Jordan's retirement, I can't remember which retirement speech it was, which mm-hmm. one of them, but I'm telling you, it might've been a hundred times. He, he said his name in the third person, um, but he's Michael Jordan. He's the goat. He's the goat. I felt like, all right, he can do that. Scotty Pippen in the third person. When, when Scotty Pippen finally apologizes for 1.8, I'll start listening to Scotty Pippen, <laughs> but I'm holding that to that grudge forever. So who would you rather, whose career, I saw people arguing on this, whose career would you rather have? Scottie Pippins, who who was obviously Robin to to Michael Jordan, or Kevin Durant, who, again, I mean, listen, he was kind of Robin. I mean, he he was Batman, obviously, in Golden State, uh, but hasn't won at the same level as Pippen, but is a better, better player. Yeah, he's a better player. But Scottie Pippen's a Hall of Famer. He's a dream teamer on merit. And and they needed him, by the way. Everybody got hurt. He was was one of point guard. People don't even know that. Remember that. Not that it mattered, but it did. Anyway, you know, I'd say I'll take those rings, you know, and knowing how good I was and how important. And and the fact is, Michael has to know. He's not winning if I'm not there. And I'm not winning if he's not there. It's just that simple. It's like you surprised. Were you surprised he called Phil Jackson a racist? Yeah. I can't believe, you know, that I find that when, when I wasn't there, I don't know the right. dynamics, but you know, Phil Jackson, I, I, the, uh, it's that, I find that one a, a difficult thing to grasp that, you know, given his entire background, go back to his Knicks background, go back to his friendships with the Knicks, go back to, you know, uh, uh, I'm Willis and Clyde and all that stuff. And he would, no, I'm, I'm, ooh, I'm, I'm, I'm not rated by that. Yeah. And he was all, I mean, the big thing was like the Tony Kukoc that, that Phil Jackson ran the, the final play for Kukoc instead of him. When, when, and, and this is now a racial thing? Right. That was right. a basketball thing. Period. I mean, listen, was, was I never happened. felt like, and, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but I never felt like Scottie Pippen was some great offensive player. He was a great all-around player, an incredible defender who was a good offensive player, but not a guy that you wanted to be the number one option. I think Phil was probably thinking Kukoc can be that. He may not be that yet, but he, he he was a better offensive player than Scottie Pippen in terms of skill level. He was vindicated. He was rewarded for it, too, so good for him. Uh, uh, uh. Then again, oh, boy, you know, is there anything dicier than than a couple of white guys trying to assess uh, uh, charges of racism? Uh, 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 boy, it's, a, it's, it's an impossible. It is. It is. It is. It's just like if I'm KD, I – you know, I feel like he's just got nothing to do right now. He's home. He's just looking at Twitter all the time and just getting into it with people. And I love Kevin. I mean, I've always, I've known him forever. I've told you that mm-hmm. I'd love to have him on our pod. I don't think it's going to happen, but I'll, I'll try once again and, and see if I can get him. I'll probably see him. You know, he, he's been out on the circuit. He's got a team, uh, team Durant, oh, really? and his dad, um, who's a friend of mine. Uh, he runs the program. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know if Kevin will be out, but I'll ask him again. And like, again, I just feel bad because I really feel like people now forget the first Kevin Durant pre golden state. He was like revered. He was the golden child. You never heard a bad word about him. And now everything has flipped and social media and, and listen, he's entitled to do whatever he wants in social media. Like he could go back at anybody and, I kind of give him credit for it to some degree. 
His image because he peaked, will speak his mind. His image peaked with the post MVP speech. Hundred percent. And mom. Yes. And yes. that that was the pinnacle of his yep. public approbation. And, yeah. and he, he's he's chipped away at it, I believe. No, you're right. Self-inflicted wound ever since. Yeah, yeah. Right. No, you're absolutely right. And, and and again, I feel bad because I I've known Kevin for so long, and I I think he's a sweet kid. He's not a kid anymore, but yeah, no, I still think of him that way as a sweet uh, kid, innocent kid. He's not out there partying, mm-hmm. you know. He's not at clubs every no, night. He never, he's not on the front page of the newspaper. He's no, not on page no. six in the newspaper. Right. You don't have to worry about that. And, and you know, he is so, so special and so much fun to watch on the court. Oh, he's showing me how good he is. He's amazing. Uh, no question. You, you, you're an absolute fool if you deny him. And, I mean, and- I, I, like, if, if I'm saying to you, the greatest offensive players of all time, the guys that you just want to put the ball in their hands, go make a play, I think it's got to be MJ and then KD. Well, it says he's shooting the ball. He's – at, at seven feet tall, yeah. get, being able to get his own shot anytime, kind of thing, which is I'm always impressed. Always impresses me. Uh, I agree with you. Uh, is Larry Bird's Bird's ability to pass right, right. At, at, at the highest, not a high level, no. the highest level, uh, and made everybody else a potential threat at any moment on the court in a way that Kevin Durant and 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 Michael never did. Yep. Either. Couldn't. Yep. And now LeBron does. And he's the closest thing to Larry. And because I know people are going to assume, uh, I mean, you know, we can, it's a fun argument. Who's a better passer. I still think Larry's a better passer, a more versatile passer, but, yeah. but, uh, but anyway, uh, I, th- that, that ability, but when it turns to sheer make shot making at seven feet uh, and getting the shot you want, the two greatest standards are he and Nowitzki, yeah. but he's, he's a higher level than Nowitzki. All right. There you but have it. He goes the handle. Another a uh, another episode of, of Ryan and Goodman podcast in the books. Make sure you uh, watch wherever you uh, listen to wherever you listen to your podcast. Also watch live yeah. stream every single week. You know what? You don't see, see the you. I mean, you know, come on. <laughs> we'll, we'll see you next week, and we'll uh, maybe we should put in a request for Ime Doka. Woo! Well, you might be a busy fellow, but you could. But yeah, you know. Listen, who would he rather speak to than Bob Ryan? Well, well, you know. Nobody. Sure. (laughs) All right. We'll see you next week.